And welcome to the Lords of Loud podcast. We're just four guys who enjoy a good debate about music. We thought we'd move our rants and discussions into the podcast era. I'm Lord Ben, Lord of the Lords. I'm the Walrus. As always with me, I have Lord Brett. He is the Eggman. Lord Kev, he is the Scotch Eggman. And Lord Al, he's the Eggplant. Thanks for joining us for another exciting episode. Oh, that's all right. Thanks, Kev. Thanks for keeping doing that. So, on tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about goosebump songs. Songs that every time you listen to it, there's just something in that song gives you goosebumps. And not songs as we described earlier. Really hit you in the feels. Goosebumps, no. It's all the song called Goosebumps. No, no, no. No, no, no. We've we've had so much confusion. No songs with goosebumps in the title. And, And no actual geese. No. No. With bumps. With, with bumps. bumps. No, a song by a goose. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> no getting bumped by a goose? No. no <laughs> in no, whatever no. way you want to interpret that. All right. What you do in your bedroom, L, is up to you. So we <laughs> have these ideas for episodes, and I think, yeah, we, we talked about this earlier on. It was just a song that just gets you every time. Hits you in the feels. Right? Gives yeah. you goosebumps, brings a tear to your eye, whatever it is. It's uh, yes. just, just every, it doesn't matter how many times you hear it. There's just something about it. It really does. It gets to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. But in the meantime, we've got to do our album of the week. So, Kev, I believe you've got an album of the week for us this week. I do. I do. Um, and um, it's an album by an English band called Raid. And it is brought out this week, which is why it's front of mind. Um, it's called This Is Not A Safe Place. And I'm, they're one of my favourite, favourite, favourites. And I've um, got tickets to go and see them in a week or so. Wow. And yeah, it's just all like that kind of um, music fan trifecta. Nice. Right? Yeah. You know, cool. and it's, uh, they're, um, they've never really gone away, but they've obviously had a hiatus. Um, <laughs> and they've come back with a couple of great albums, you know, that I haven't paid any attention to whatsoever because I love, I love the old stuff mm. and there's enough of it. There's lots of music. Well, I've been going back recently and listening to, you know, these things that they've kind of just put out quietly in the last couple of years. Mm. And it's great. And the new album's great. And I can't wait to go and see them. So this is not a safe place. Excellent. What, what year? What sort of year are we? Well, it's this year. It's just come out. It's so, come out this yeah. week. Wow. Just yes. this week. Cool. Okay, great. So everybody. So just to keep you up to date, Brett, it's 2019. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. So, um, yeah, but, so everybody. Have a listen to that album, and please like, go and comment on our Facebook page whether you, you liked it, you hated it, you... Uh, if you hate it, I don't want to know. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's fair enough. But, yeah. Yeah. Stay away. That's mm-hmm. right. No haters. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Very good. And uh, and also, we better do our this week's sponsor. Mm-hmm. Oh. So this week, uh, the episode is brought to you by the Smurfs' famous uh, Smurfing Sing Song album, mm-hmm. oh. LP. From uh, Smurfy Baby, one more time. Yeah, what mm-hmm. year are we talking here? This is from uh, 1979. I like big <laughs> this is this is a classic album. Can't be no short Smurf man. It's got <laughs> such a classic as "You're a Pink Toothbrush," oh. "Smurf and Cowboy." Uh, what do we else we got in here? Smurf Baby, Smurfing Land. What Smurf, about oops, Smurf I, Hop? Oops, I smurfed it again. <laughs> So, yeah. There lots, is a hidden track at the end of this. It's lots of classics. Smurf my bitch up. A lot of Smurf. Lots of classics on there. So, yeah. yeah go awesome. and get yourself a copy of Smurfing Sing Song. Excellent. So, just, just out of 
curiosity, if yeah. you can. There, uh, does it list the players on the back there? Oh, Did anyone yeah. actually put their name to it uh, that not, they played on this song? We've got people who wrote the songs. Check. I don't think it has the band, no. Right. Oh, Ladiesmith. Ladiesmith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gargamel. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's... Doppy, Sneezy, yeah. and Grumpy. One of their best. Yeah, just on a related note, uh, the, uh, the comedy trio uh, Tripod um, did a song about Smurfs. Uh, so I can't remember what it's called, but uh, Lady Smurf I think is a uh, is a prostitute, mm. um, and uh, and it's sung from the point of view of someone who hasn't who hasn't been with Lady Smurf yet. So also <laughs> right. lists a whole bunch of other Smurfs right. when they used to be sold in BP petrol stations. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, but yes, uh, sadly there was no massive cock Smurf. So right. Not the episode I've seen anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right, who wants to kick us off with a Goosebumps song that gets them every time? Yeah, so, and and for me, rather than the whole song, often it's just that little bit. Sure. Oh, it's always just, And and me, it's it's Rolling Stones, Gimme Shelter, Mm. and it's when the girl's voice cracks. Yes. And when she's screaming in in um, in the chorus. And if you've got a good pair of headphones, mm-hmm. you hear uh, you hear Jackie go, "Woo!" Yep. Uh-huh. And that and that to me, yeah. when when her yeah. voice cracks, it's such a I can't remember her name, Mary or something like that. But yeah, oh, it's an awesome um, Mary. <laughs> some generic, <laughs> some generic name. Mary. Listen, listen, fucker, we'll find out her name in a second, and I will. <laughs> you'll see it, and you'll apologise. Yeah. Or was right. it Karen? So that for me, that that's a goosebump right there. There's several goosebumps when a voice cracks. Okay. Sadly, I don't know the song at all. What? By by name. What? By name. I probably know it, but by name, oh, I've but... got no idea what you're talking about. Really? And especially oh. the voice crack, I have no idea. I take your oh. word for it that it's a touching moment. Yeah. But I've got no. Idea. No, it's not touching. It's not a touching. No. Her voice it's cracks a, because she's, she's belting the song out. Yeah, sheer okay. power and passion. Oh man. Okay, so it doesn't touch you, but it gives you good. Sounds spice. unprofessional. To do it. It sounds like she's <laughs> going for a note. Yeah, and she's missed it. And she's missed it. That's really sad, Al, that you don't know that. Right. It would take much I'd, more than a, you know, a snippet and you'd be like, oh. Right, so you okay. give us one, Alan. Oh, like I'd probably know it if I heard it, but I just don't know it by name. The Stones, I'm not, I'm not big enough. Okay, so what so am I? Which tripod song gives you the chills? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's that, funny you mentioned it. It was a Smurf song. Um, no, one which is easily recognisable by everyone in the room uh, is Bright Eyes. Yeah, okay. Art Garfunkel. Sure. Yeah. Right eyes. Yep. Song about death. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, like I'd. And rabbits. And rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never really listened to the lyrics um, until I heard it again recently. Mm. Um, like I heard it as a kid when it came out. And it's like, oh, you know, it's a nice yep. song, whatever. But yeah, then, you know, I heard it, uh, you know, as a proper song with lyrics and everything. Yep. And I went, oh, that's, you know, not that he wrote the lyrics. It's like really. No. 
but it's the you delivery. Know. It's that pure and, and it's, it's angelic delivery. voice delivery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right. a, yeah, you know, it does teeter on the edge of you know schmaltz. Schmaltz, sure. But um, that's that's your area. That's my <laughs> your t- the teeter. That's him in the pocket. That's I was pocket. there waiting to catch you when you teeter. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> drop. <laughs> I can come with you on that one. I got the good points. All right. Okay. So, so you, sorry, you big fan of the movie? Watership Down. Um, well, the last time I watched it was as a kid. <laughs> and looking back at it now, it's just, I can't understand why my parents let me watch it. Uh, they right. must have been confused and it's gone, it's a cartoon. It's a cartoon. It's got rabbits. It's, you know, it's going to be like Disney. You um, love rabbits, Yeah. <laughs> you know, thinking about it now, it's just like, you know, oh, there. my God. <laughs> you love rabbit stew. You love rabbit stew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. And reading the book as an adult. Oh, the book, I was just yeah. like, oh, my God. Yeah, the book's this is so pretty miserable. full on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, like, it's uh, from memory, the film clip that goes with the song. It's nice. It kind of strings together yeah. the non-gory bits yeah, of the film. Yeah. But if you're right. watching it in the movie, it's like your tears are streaming down your oh, yeah. face. Like. Well, as a kid, I was just like, oh, this, I'm, I'm not sure about everything that's happening in <laughs> Don't this movie. Don't take Hazel! <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But it's, um, yeah. It's just a, a touching song. Yeah. yeah. Sure. All right, Kev. All right. Well, I'm going to go meta on you. Oh, and my goosebumps on the first one that popped out. You know when you when you when you said that was another song by Ride, right? Um, but back from the the heyday in the nineties, there's a song called Dreams Burn Down, and um, it's a uh, the, the genre is now called shoegazing. Mm. Uh, I used to, and I think the Americans call it dream pop, and it's called shoegazing because people call it crap. Everyone's looking, <laughs> everyone's looking at the the pedals. Mm-hmm. Hence the nickname. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of guitar effects on these songs and a lot of um, you know noise freakouts and stuff. And uh, with the uh, with the song Dream, "Dreams Burned Down," what they managed to do was to just get a chop and a quietness to the start of the um, song with a great little um, hi hat drum intro. So, an ex drummer myself, like when you start with a hat opening and you snap it shut, <laughs> and then the beat comes in, you make this kind of like, it just makes you pay attention. Mm. So, the song, the song starts with this open and quickly shutting hi hat, and um, the next thing you hear is, after a, I think a bar of, of, of the beat, you hear um, the first strum of, of the chord, and um, you hear every single string you know you hear that <laughs> and then the effects flow in after yeah, that. Yeah. and it just sort of brings you into if you're into that kind of experience of layered guitars and effects and everything is going to come crashing into your ears pretty soon um when that song kicks in just phenomenal they go straight into the noise then pull it back and they've got beautiful melodies in the quiet parts and then massive freakouts throughout the song and um the Goosebumps story has a story to it. 
that um, I always loved that song, and it would make me like you know, like Alan said, like actually cry, like mm. hearing it, like I just you can taste it in your head or something. Um, when Hazel was born, and I came back from the hospital, and um, I drank a bottle of champagne, a bottle of whiskey, and sent Jamie <laughs> to bed, and uh, my mother-in-law is in bed in the next room, and I'm, I'm just so excited and so amped, and I put on some music, and I was like, oh, Dreams Born Down was one of the first ones I wanted to, like, yeah. you know, mm. just like sitting there just loving it, and I decided to post it on social media, right? Yeah. You know, now, a few folk around the time, I hadn't told anyone really, outside family, that Hazel had just been born. People knew that Heidi was pregnant and all that. Mm. And it's two in the morning <laughs> or something. And I post dreams burned down. And um, to, to some people, it will sound quite a sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. no! And um, I remember I just posted it. And I was like, oh, no, I just, the world needs to know how good this is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, hey, I'm just in the moment. Yeah. And uh, my mate Phil just <clears> like, goes, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> Your like, dream has just would, burned down. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. It's, yeah. it's, I, I, Everything's I okay. I couldn't be better. This is my happy music. Mm. This is my happy place. And um continues to be. I can't wait to hear it um, live again mm. in, uh, in a week or so. So it's interesting because the the you're you're talking, um, the goosebumps give you uh, tears, sadness, whatever you know, some mm. melancholy sort of thing there. But it's joy. No, no, it's, it's oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm 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 you know I'm prepared to admit that you're actually crying at tears of joy. That's, yeah, that's yeah. how much I enjoy that song okay. when I've had a. Ball, let's get a ball. <laughs> but I could, I, 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 that's an extreme example, but just putting it long loud in the car gets me like, I'm just yeah. you know, mm-hmm. loving it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. one of several. I could go on all night, but um, I won't. Sure. <laughs> well, you'll get another chance in a minute. Um, so, my first one would be Golden Slumbers, which we've talked about in the previous episode um, when we off Abbey Road. And it's just. Yeah, and I think it's the culmination of of listening to that album through, and it comes towards the end of the album, and McCartney's vocal on it when he goes for that first chop at the chorus. Just mm. there's something about the way again, it's about his vocal, the way he sort of vocal breaks, like he goes for that yeah. high, yeah, and that just gets me every time. Mm. That goosebump feeling there, you know. It's a song so I that feel I, like he's got a lot of emotion singing that line. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's oh. something, mm. something happening. In there's it, certain so times like when the crack you thing. like that. You say, yeah, when when an artist really goes for something and you can tell they're just there's, you know, it's full abandon and they're just they're going for something and there's passion in it and mm. that it that it connects with you. You know, you can't help but connect with it. Yeah. It's, um, so that's for me. It's a song I was sang at my nan's uh, funeral as well. Um, horribly because I was <laughs> incredibly emotional obviously um, so it's got a lot of other meanings too but every time it's one of those songs that just read out foul I, I could hear yeah. I could hear it over mm. and over and so when you like, me every time even when you love a song that much it starts to be, mark those moments like yeah absolutely yeah yeah, sure, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah 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 totally yeah 
So that's that's. All right, oh, that was yours. Mm. Okay. Um, so just a little uh, fuck you to Alan. Uh, <laughs> her name is Mary Clayton. Oh, okay. Jimmy Shelver. Uh-huh. So, so, so she's a real person with the real. She is a real person okay. called Mary. Thank okay. you. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one there. For, for, for everyone watching at home, I looked over the top of my glasses at Alan when I said that. Mm-hmm. I feel sternly rebuked. Yes, right. <laughs> um, Black Crows, who I'm a big fan of, right. and their album The Southern Harmony and Musical Companion. It's a song called My Morning Song, and yeah, yeah, of course not, of course not. But going back to what Kev said, he was talking about a song builds and then it kicks in. Mm. It's the same thing in the, my morning song. Um, there's this massive solo in the middle and it builds up and it builds up and it builds up and before it hits that last chorus, that's when the goosebumps hit. Uh, and and it's um, and uh, I've heard live recordings of it and it just doesn't match the studio recording. Mm. Uh, it's got some great... Uh, uh, backing vocalists, and, it, and and again, it just builds and builds and builds, and then they come back in with that final one, and that's where. And and what's interesting for me is is uh, and you know for all the psychologists listening, um, <laughs> it's it's not about tears. Often it's some suppressed anger, or mm, you know, you sure. just want to be up on stage with that guitar and just yeah. and just beating the crap out of it because yeah. that's that be for me that's the crux yeah, of the of that bit. It can be the peak of any emotion, really. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. It, happy or sad or whatever it is. Yeah, Frustration, yeah. Frustration, whatever, yeah. Mm. But it's the thing, I, I, my, you know, as we've all potentially done, my mm. fantasy at that point is to be the rhythm guitarist on stage there mm. just screaming it out yeah, yeah. and chugging away at that, at that crucial point of the song. Yeah. You know? And then potentially, you know, doing some little star jump, yeah, and windmill kick. sort of, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's it for me. That's that's a real goosebumps yeah. Yeah, thing. Cool. But but often it's that point of that point in the song when it when it's building and building and building, and then there's it. It's almost like a tension relief of it finally gets there, and then you mm. then you're right in there mm. in the moment. Mm-hmm. I think the, there's a Pixies documentary called um, "Quite Loud, Quite Loud" or something like that, and that's they kind of, you know, perfected the art of, you know, just this chorus and then offer almost, you know, chopping mm. around between the two things. Yeah. yeah. But, but, I, but I think it's a, it, there, is, there is a nice art, you know, musical art of the build and the build and the build and mm. then, you know, and you're waiting, you're waiting the for the relief yeah, and the absolutely. release mm. and then bang, when it kicks in, wow, it's almost angelic. Absolutely. Mm. All right, Al, what was your next one? Well, what... It was only based on what you'd said that does remind me uh, the guitar solo in Pink Floyd, Money. Mm. Um, because Dave is such an uh, um, expressive soloist, I guess, you know, maybe coming from a blues background as well, it's just like, okay, guitar's really doing the talking. It's not just I'm doing some complicated scales or whatever. It's just like, no, no, I'm, I'm talking. And, uh, yeah, his solo in that song is just, it's not one that gets me teary, but it is one that, you know, if I'm in the right mood and listening to it, it, you know, does get me riled up. 
for no particular mm. reason. Mm. It's just mm. like, oh, this is just, you know, I can feel them wailing through this yeah. solo. Mm. Um, I don't know what his intent was, but for me, it's just like, whoa, this is really, you know, caught me along mm. with the music. But um, the one that well, I was going to say, it's a one that does make me cry again, but only, only when I sing along with it. It's... <laughs> And when you hear your and own voice, and, and it makes the rest of the it. makes the rest of the family cry too. So. It'll make us all cry, man. <laughs> give us a little bit right now. That's it. <laughs> no, so give me it's... a shiver. <laughs> <laughs> Is it when you try to go for that note in? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. What was the Pink Floyd one when she's wheeling away? Oh, oh, I got the great gig in the sky. Oh, the great gig yeah. in the sky, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. see a seagull on your way through that. No, 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 it's, no, it's when you try and do Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Mama! Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, I'm changing my goosebumps for <laughs> oh, <laughs> that wow. moment right there. That moment right there. Uh, no, for me, it's <laughs> just please hold the insults to the end. Sure. Uh, I can trust Ben on this one. Is it Elton John? Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's Daniel. Mm-hmm. Foxy. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, and it's, no, it's beautiful. beautiful. Uh, I, I mean, uh, like the whole song is just lovely. And again, it's when I'm in the right mood type of thing. Um, but when it hits the Daniel, my brother, you're older mm. than me. When it hits that thing, there's a harmony there as well. Yeah. When you're singing along with it, it's yeah. I just you know I will get literal yeah. goosebumps. Yeah. I'll get teary eyed. Um, Did you want a brother? <laughs> so what's going on? No, that, that's, that's the thing. Really is about like, psychoanalyzing tonight. Yeah. Oh, no, but but it is interesting <laughs> because it's it's like well, what is it like? It's uh, like the song lyrics, uh, from what I recall, it's he wrote, um, it was written about uh, like a Vietnam vet, mm. um, and I guess it's the uh, uh, just melancholy, mm. really. Mm. It's you know, it's nothing that affects me personally. I in that way, it's just it's melancholy. A sweet melancholy song mm, yeah. about some sort of loss. It's a beautiful, beautiful melody. Yeah, and it's and it's a beautiful together. melody. Mm. It's a lovely harmony. It's a really well structured song. So when it all comes together, mm. it's just like bang, and it's like you bastard. Mm. You know, how can it happen again? Um, that I've ended up, you know, feeling this yeah. way listening to the song. Yeah, I've got lots to choose from. Yeah, give us one. Born Sleffy by Underworld. Yes. Um, yes, that's a great song. Yeah, and um, there was a big cultural movement. Um, a big thing happened when uh, Oven Welsh had written Trainspotting and then they made a movie about it and, you know, dance culture, you know, become popular and um, Underworld was just a phenomenal band. Lots mm. of phenomenal songs and lots of moments for sure. Um, King of Snake and lots of great tracks. I don't know. Could go on about it for a while. But when when they combined it with that scene in the movie where he's wondering whether he should, you know, steal money from his psychopathic friends and they build the tension on top of the song which already has this pulsating beat towards this massive payoff. Um 
yeah, just phenomenal seeing it, you know, and and dancing to it in clubs around that time as well, mm. and, you know, uh, yeah, and, and just an incredible concept, Underworld, because it was so poetic, the lyrics that Carl wrote and, you know, that went along with analysing current culture, they were really, you know, critical and, um, uh, yeah, m- more intelligent than you really imagine would sit alongside um, that kind of dance music and 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 Boris Lippi is no different. Um, just basically going after the lager lads and you know mm. that type of thing. Um, and just about you know just wanting to be someone who's a bit different than who he is. <laughs> mm. And and juxtaposed in the movie, I guess, with him deciding the way to do that is to rip off his junkie pals. <laughs> uh, but you know, um, all that said, even without the movie's kind of presence um i can still stick it on and it still you yeah know, gets me um and probably for a lot of nostalgia reasons as well like mm. yeah mm. i think another criteria for me on thinking about these is um you know that thing where you got it it comes on you feel the need to turn it up mm. you feel the need to just mm. crank it mm. <laughs> and uh you know just to really let it you know win you over one more time and and yeah that's always waiting for me with that one yeah, yeah. absolutely mm. Uh, so my next one will be Debris by The Faces. Yes. Great. I think I um, may have mentioned it on a previous show, but that's, uh, yeah, such a great song. And, and I think it's one of those songs that at the time, like it, it probably means more now, uh, knowing the story of Ronnie Lane who wrote it, you know, knowing the sort of tragic end that he had mm. um, to his life. Like it, you know. So I think if had I heard it when it came out, it probably wouldn't have, you know, if I'd been around then, it mightn't have had as much meaning, yeah. you know, sort of thing. But um, the, there's one particular lyric at the end of the song where he says, you know, I wonder what you would have done without me hanging around, sort of thing. Like, and there's this like moment where he's like saying, you know, you could have been anything, but I've held you back, type thing, you know. Yeah. So, and that lyric, like that, that's the part of the song that gets me every time. Yeah, it's a beautiful song, the whole song, but that, that particularly, and I think it's because it's sort of building to that, yeah, to that lyric, you know. Um, yeah, great, great, great song, and um, yeah, goosebumps for me. Okay. But I left you on the debris. Now we both know you got the money. And I wonder what you would have done Without me hanging around Back to me? Back to you, Brett. Okay. Um, uh, In 1970, uh, Jack Cocker released a live album. Um, and it's the Mad Dogs and Englishmen tour, mm-hmm. and um, it's uh, Cry Me a River. And to me, it's got I don't know what it is about stride piano, Leon Russell on that stride mm-hmm. piano. It's just, and then uh, I think there's Rear Coolidge on backing vocals. It's just, um, it's just magical. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and, it's, and it's sort of loose. I mean, that's what I like about some of the live stuff that they recorded around that time. It's sort of loose, uh, and there's lots of feel in it, and um, yeah. And but for me, that's not about the build. Yeah. You know, 
It's about from the very start. Just the playing. There's yeah. a, you know, it starts with that stride it's piano that combination, and then mm. straight into it. And and yeah, that that sort of I don't know what it is about that style of Americana, you know, mm. rock. Mm-hmm. But I love that stuff. <laughs> Oh. What's so funny, Kev? That sounded like a really zenith to laugh. But yeah. <laughs> 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 it wasn't meant to be. Al, got another one for us? <laughs> um, well, another one that, that gets me weepy. <laughs> again, weepy? Like You're all weepy. Well, again, when I play along uh, singing it, it's like, like wine. Um, mm. uh, Jeff Buckley, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. Jeff Buckley. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, listen to me. Why can't I see clearly? Mm. That bit, it's... Yeah, like I found a nice, you know, arrangement on guitar for it. So, you know, play, playing that and singing along to it, hitting that bit sometimes is just like, oh, you know. Mm. Or, again, it's just one of those, why am I getting so upset? I can't relate to this. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. My, my life has not died. Yes. Um, so, yeah, but, but still, it's, you know, it's that's the power of music. Mm. You know, it can make and you feel absolutely. things that... Yeah. And for me, that's that's that whole, you know, the essence of Jeff is the voice. Yeah. You know, that that's a lovely guitar part. Yeah. But in the end, it's really just the clarity and the yeah. the silkiness of his voice as he sings around that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. And just, uh, um, yeah, the, the commitment that goes with it. Um, <clears throat> but, because, no, it's, but because it's only, it's only a, oh, no, then is there, a, I think it's just him and a, is there a little drum in the background? I just think, one, I think it's, yeah, think it's basically uh, him yeah, and the guitar. Yeah, it's just, it's just drum, yeah. like on a, a ride yeah. or something. It's it's really... Very simple song. Very, very simple. Um, but apart from a weepy one, so one, one that also makes me feel, I guess, joyous, is a certain part of the solo in Van Halen's Hot for Teacher. And... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I didn't right. see that coming. No, right. see, okay. didn't see that coming. No, no, Joyous. No, no. I would thought. Are we talking yeah. the, you're talking the talking film clip. Bumps, I'm wouldn't... watching the no, film no, clip. No, not the film clip. So There's a certain... A, if you've got a double E says, you know, bright eyes and hot for teacher. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. He's a mess. He's a mess for the rest of the evening. He put that little that's right. You choose. He's a mess already. He's done. You choose which you're going to be. And uh, we can be both. But so, it's going to so, be a journey. So there's a part in the solo or the solo? Like the whole solo is good, but there's a certain part in it where it's just, <laughs> I can't think of a suitable explanation and it all sounds stupid, but it's like, <laughs> I sound like a five-year-old. It's like it's dancing on sunbeams. Whoa, you know, sure. It just, you it just do hits. seem like a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, there's no way you can sound like that. And there are like. unicorns and. Yeah, just know. to reiterate, we're taking Ooh. auditions for. <laughs> Members for more mature, more yeah. mature. Like no, it no, no. Hits a, like it's it's just this part where it's just too wide open. This topic, isn't it? <laughs> That's right. Like, like, I don't know how he's doing it. I, I mean, I'm I'm not anywhere near that proficient a guitarist. I can't even do a solo, mm. full stop. Let alone anything approaching uh, Eddie Van Halen. Mm. But like, I just listen. And I was like, I don't know what you're doing. Really, it's just. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's really magical. It's just this tripping over, you know, these notes type of thing. And again, if I'm in the right mood and concentrating, listening, truly listening to the song, it's not as background music. Or if I hear it come on, it's just like, I need to stop what I'm doing because I need to hear this yeah. bit. Because every time I hear it, it's just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. Rainbows. If, uh, if Lord Ben does his stuff in the editing, our, uh-huh. our, we'll put the solo we'll in, put yeah. solo in yeah. right now. 
everyone will go wow wasn't that oh, awesome that's oh amazing. that was good and everyone will and everyone will go oh that was like a dancing on rainbow no dancing in sunlight whatever it was sun, sunbeams whatever it sunbeams was. yeah but yeah so there was just because uh, that's the other things the other things are weeping but that one is just like oh yeah. it just good yeah one. it does give me goosebumps it's a little bit soft sure okay do you have another one <laughs> yeah yeah what's and um, um, i was i was just thinking about go betweens and i was trying to pick just one um because they they have um uh a million um, goosebump moments for me as far as I'm concerned but um, one that always gets me personally is um, Park Company which is a song about a breakup and the, the the key to it you know unlocking me is uh, the lyric um, so the song itself like a lot of go-between song straightforward beautiful little guitar line nothing you know, nothing Eddie Van Halen about it. Uh, <laughs> well, I have to say, the guitar lines do 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 do, and I know if it goes do 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 do, um, and he talks about that's her handwriting, just little you know domestic mm. things about mm. a horrible breakup, um, just enough to give you the sense of loss and, um, yeah, and in the right context, it just I don't know, it just floors me. Yeah. So yeah, and yeah, not, and, but, not about joy, but, but more the, yeah, about yeah. just like oh, I just love the way they've unlocked something. Yeah, no, about our human experience. And I think mm-hmm. that's what that's what uh, go between the go were really good at doing. You know, it wasn't wasn't fast cars and women. It was just about life. You know, mm-hmm. a- and it was fast cars. It was like vignettes of that's right. Yeah. It, it was it was about yeah, just things that that. Um, the everyday person relates to directly was rather that than sort of thing wasn't yeah, it yeah, it's just that yeah. everyday yeah. experiences mm. being important yeah. and being but but big enough in your life like a yeah. like a major break yes yeah yeah so, yeah you know i think i think another one i could have gone with um can't remember the, i can't remember anything tonight but um, grant McLean wrote a phenomenal song about his mom um and about reading a diary and sharing it jen and taking your shoes off and walking outside and those sort of, you know, poetic, you know, open space type of lyrics mm, mm. that just sort of let your own mind and experience wander Feeling around. Mm, yeah. yeah. And if, you know, if you've had a breakup, if you've lost someone, if, you know, and you're in that, you know, mindset. And I, I talked to my friend Anita about this a couple of times about how um, we both love Nick Cave and around the time, you know, that, um, you lose someone. Do you do you do you shy away from um, sad music, or do you do you do you open it up and let it be part mm. of your mm. your life? And um, um, it was yeah, it's, it's quite an interesting um, decision to 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 make. You know, do you yeah do you get um, yeah do you get more sad, or do you allow that song to become a, you know an emblem of, of yeah going yeah through? And if I can I can cram another one in, it would be Shove Paul Kelly's um, um, Making Gravy. Yes. Because yeah. for anyone, it's got sadness just embedded in it in a beautiful domestic scene. Mm. But for me, 
it was the one that unlocked my sadness when I'd lost my dad and mm. I came back after the funeral, jet lag, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And it came on and, uh, and and just that line about not being there at Christmas. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Mm. And um, I've never been able to hear it again the same way. And um, I can't really hear it without a yeah. tear. Yeah, yeah. But I like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess the brothers are driving down from Queensland. And Stella's flying in from the coast. They say it's gonna be a hundred degrees, even more maybe. But that won't stop the road. Who's gonna make the gravy now? I bet it won't taste the same. Just that flour, salt, a little. Uh, so, yeah, another one for me would be uh, For Whom the Bell Tolls. Metallica. Awesome. <laughs> like, the Bee Gees, right? Oh, right. sorry. It's <laughs> like so they can play solo yeah. at the start. It's just that's gets right. me. isn't it? And I think that's just a. For me, I don't, it's hard to pinpoint, but it, I mean, it's just beautiful vocal, like incredible vocals. Robin Gibb just comes in, like it, you know, they're, they're all singing, but then Robin Gibb sort of takes the lead in the in the chorus, and it's just, uh, yeah. If you haven't heard it, it's, it's one of their eighties, early eighties. Um, no, sorry, mid to late eighties actually uh, pieces, and um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a great melody, great song, great. It just all comes together, and then, like, I think it's just the vocal, the vocal again from Robin mm. Gibb that, that takes it over the edge for me. But yeah, it's a mm. really, really good song. Well, we're probably running out of time, but maybe we can just do a quick fire round. If you've still got <coughs> three or four, you just want to quickly mention. Like, sure. So, without, so you know, without explanation necessarily. Um, Midnight Oil released a live album, Screaming Blue, and there's a couple of songs on that which are just it's just pure energy. Mm. Uh, read about it, and, and what I loved about that album was that they let all the the uh, uh, mistakes in. So mm. in Read About It, go straight to this jarring guitar. Um, start mm. and and then Peter Garrett drops the mic and they don't cut it out. You actually hear it, but it, but it's still such a big energetic song. That's one of the songs yeah. that's dangerous to hear when you're driving in the car right. because you automatically <laughs> just want to press down and accelerate a little bit more. Yeah, right. Al, got a couple you don't want to mention? No, I'm good. You good? Okay. <laughs> I could I could run and run. I will just see Eddie Current Suppression Ring, which way to go, and. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. All right. Glory of Love, Peter Cetera, for me. Of course. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the, the glory needs, of needs no, It needs no explanation. I mean, it's just no. Like, well, 
People can probably hear Alan crying in the yeah. corner there oh, already. Sorry. It's just it's just triggered something in him. Oh, sorry. Well, he just Absolutely. Googled Brie A's. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, funny enough, Bright O's is also on my list. Dirty Diana, Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. love yeah. that beat yeah. and the lead into it and then just yeah, the, the way yeah. he delivers that with such a you know, we talk about songs dangerous up. Inten- like mm-hmm. a dangerous sort of vocal. I, lo- I love yeah. a good intro. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. something that gets that yeah. straight away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, and it's got that live set, like that. You know, they've got the crowd. They, you know, they're pretending it's live, and it's yeah. like it comes in, and it's yeah, that that's great. And Earth Song, Michael Jackson too. Yeah, I think that's a yeah. great, great, powerful like the especially the outro that he the vocal performance on the outro of that song, uh, incredible. But yeah, I've got a million. But we mm-hmm. think we'll wrap it up there. Prolapse. <laughs> uh, no, no, good luck. Oh my god, love that. Sounds like there could be a volume two. Yeah, we might do mm. a volume two of this. So, um, but we'll wrap it up there for tonight. Uh, so thanks for listening, and join us again on the Laws of Love. And don't forget to check out our website, lordsofloud.com also find us on Instagram and Facebook, both at Lords of Loud. Thanks for listening.